for joining me for a coffee with the editor here at Railways Africa, albeit virtually. You've uh, obviously had a pretty busy morning with the announcement of your uh, financial results. Uh, congratulations on the solid performance in these very trying times. We're very happy with what we managed to do within our core businesses. Obviously, we have a whole non-core program selling down assets that don't fit, and those have produced all sorts of IFRS answers that are not the best. But our core business has done really well. Thank you. So COVID's obviously been a problem across the business units, and it, it was very sad to hear that you have lost staff. Um, obviously, you're not the only one, but still quite a big impact, and, and it's come through across your reports as well. How are you guys dealing with this? Yeah, indeed, uh, COVID uh, has been devastating to all of us. Containers don't load themselves. Minerals don't load themselves onto a ship, so you need people to do all of that. And that has meant that our teams have had to work very carefully uh, with all the protocols that we know that we have to operate within to ensure that we limit the spread. And then, of course, vaccinate. We've been exceptionally lucky in Maputo, where all of our people and their families and the suppliers have all been vaccinated with their first jab already. Thank and you. in South Africa, we've, uh, you, we've made use of the, the government's initiative to bring jabs on site. So... So we've done a, a, a big push to ensure that we vaccinate quickly. Still some work to do, but yes, a devastating impact on the people and the families, and not just the people that die, but a lot of people that have struggled with this uh, to get back on their feet. And hats off to them for doing it. Rail operations. So how, mm. how overall did the rail operations within the business sector actually perform? What have you got on the plate in terms of future thinking for the next year, two years? Rail is, uh, has been a bit tricky for us. Uh, you've talked about COVID and absolutely the restrictions between countries have been a challenge. And, and now I'm talking about getting into Maputo and also the North-South Corridor. So those have all been challenging, not only for rail, but also for, for trucks, but uh, both of them suffer from the same you know, regulatory processes as you cross a border. Our rail business, we um, have been very fortunate by the uptick in the volumes on the mineral side. So as the global economy wants to lift and governments want to spend money on infrastructure, the demand for iron ore and coal for making steel has come through quite strong. A lot of demand for, for those products. And of course, the battery products as well, all the, all the minerals that are used in batteries as well, was a big demand for it. So yes, we spent a lot of time with product coming on the north-south uh, corridor. Sadly, the volume is not nearly what we want, but there is movement on that corridor. And then, of course, on the Dar es Salaam. What we also benefited from was in Sierra Leone, the iron ore mine there has been restarted, and we're deploying locos again on that corridor, uh, which has been really good for us. So overall, we've seen a positive uh, tick up, and we've also seen quite a lot of demand for our locomotives. Uganda just bought four from us. And there are other parties that are also looking to buy locomotives and wagons for their own use, which is also quite, quite interesting. And we're able to supply them. Hard market, hard market, uh, as you know, rail is. And you've got to be able to work with all the governments along the way. But yes, we're very positive about our, our rail business and what we can, we can achieve from, from that. In terms of rail, where are you active? Is it only um, like the Mozambique North South and uh, North South Corridor and Dar es Salaam or, and uh, Sierra Leone, or are there other projects taking place that haven't really made like you know front page news? No, so you're right. So we've got 
Sierra Leone, we've got, uh, there are now seven locomotives running and we're looking, and certainly the mine wants more, and we're looking to see whether we can uh, supply that. On the Doris Alarm line, we've got four locomotives running. Within Mozambique, we've got, and, uh, and various mine sites, we've got shunters and the like. The trick obviously is the demand from South Africa, if Transnet now does cross the line and allow open access, that will be exciting for us. We have already had locos with Prasa, we've had locos with CFM, the Mozambican equivalent. So yeah, those, those are, the, are the key ones that we operate in and where the opportunity we think is going to lie. So I'm a big um, advocate for this open access. I think it will be tremendous for the South African economy, um, upstream, unlocking a whole lot of potential, specifically in job creation. I know in your presentation that you said, oh, you know, this has been a topic for a really long time. There is eagerness, but do you see it as, as something that is actually going to happen and transpire? You know, Philippa, we spend a lot of time on all these CEO forums with government. And absolutely, whilst we've heard lots of these noises for the last 20 years, there is a, a high impetus at the moment. And that's because of, of government and because of the team that's sitting in Transnet. Porsche Derby came in with a new team. They quickly went through the business and understood where the bottlenecks were. Mm. And they've immediately said, well, why do, are we trying to solve it on our own? That's not necessarily the right answer. And I think she's absolutely right there. In what we've seen on the RFIs, on the container terminals, she's not playing at this low end. She's playing at the top end. She's saying, I want to engage with the shipping lines. I want to understand what global container operators do. I don't want to just have a little local guy that can help me. So she's absolutely going in at the right level. Certainly, that's what we see on the container side. And I'm sure we're going to see more and more clarity on the rail side as well. You're obviously going to participate in the, the PPPs that have just come out now for Kucha and, um, is it Kucha? Kucha and, and, yeah. and Durban. If you read the RFIs carefully, what she's looking for is global competence and ability to just demonstrate how you will add value to what they do. We don't operate ship to shore cranes anywhere other than Maputo. So we don't come with, as Grunrod, we don't have that competence to put our hand up for these RFIs. So we're not going to muddy the water at all. Yes, all right. we'd like to participate and we will certainly advise the uh, translator of that. But I'm sure that they're looking for the big global operators to come and make a huge difference. And that's what we need. I think even with the global operators coming in, I mean, it, it will still add value from, from a job point Absolutely. of view, from a skill and, and all the rest. So it's not like Absolutely. cutting out local no, participation. Right. What are your views being, being a CEO, being in a big corporation and having, I think, being directly impacted about the unrest that unfolded a few weeks ago? Is South Africa stable? Are we looking and going in the right direction? It was very interesting how both with the looting and shortly thereafter with the Transnet cyber attack, the engagement between CEOs, government, Transnet, et cetera, was, was wonderful. I mean, mm -hmm. if anything, these crises have brought us closer together. And hopefully now we can put better systems and processes in place to deal with these things. I think the important side from a South Africa point of view is to ensure that we show the confidence in ourselves and in our ability to get over these hurdles. So mm -hmm. from, right from the president, right to the lowest person in the organization. We need to all be on the front foot saying, we understand what happened. We know why it happened. Yes, we need to still do a whole lot of work on poverty and unemployment, very important. But there are other issues at play that we need to be on the front foot on. So I think a lot of good work has been done by government in that regard. And as well, 
from the private sector. A lot of uh, the CEOs from lots of big corporations are spending a lot of time helping behind the scenes to ensure that the stability comes through and that we can be on the front foot uh, going forward. The, the sale of locomotives or the disposal still of locomotives, is that right. the historic or are those the ones from Sierra Leone? Um, are you not looking to build capacity with the potential of open access? I'm, I'm trying to match how that all fits. For us to uh, ensure that we maximize wealth for shareholders, you have a, you've got a decision to make. Uh, how many locomotives would you like to have in your fleet? Because there are times when the locomotives are not being used and then oh. you're under pressure, right? So for us to have the optimal size for the size of our company is right. For us to sell for to Uganda has been good for us, but of course it's opened a relationship with Uganda. We will help maintain the locomotives. We may well supply other locomotives alongside them if they don't have capital and if they need more locomotives. So it's more a relationship building thing that we've deployed there. We're not, we're not fixed that we have to have hundreds and hundreds of locomotives. We're very happy to operate up and down the corridors, any corridor. And if we have locomotives, that's fine. If we use other people's locomotives, that's also fine. The whole privatization of locomotives on allowing open access is a great thing for us as South Africa to do. I think there's a, still a bit of work to be done. There is obviously very much a security of locomotives and making sure that the fleet runs properly on those lines. There's also, you know, the railway line and the, the underlying, the condition of all of that is also important. You know, you don't want to be now causing all sorts of problems as it is Transnet and Prasa have to work together to ensure they don't have accidents. And we know they do. There are a lot of issues to make sure that we cover off in this process, which, which I guess we all welcome. BBR on the North-South Corridor. How's that going? What's happening? Philippa, we struggle to, to compete with road. And, and part of the reason is there's so many different people that are involved. You've got SNCC at the Congo, you've got Zambia, you've got Zimbabwe, you've got ourselves, and you've got uh, South Africa. And to get an alignment to ensure that we get the right price that competes with the road is the challenge. We all know that it's the right way to move lots of commodities. And so we should get there, ensuring that we've got the political will to get there. We welcome the change in government in Zambia. We know the incoming president, as does uh, Transnet. I know that Transnet and ourselves are both off to go and meet with him to see whether there can be some change in their views on how rail should operate in that country. So I think there's always upside. At the moment, our operations are down on the prior year, which is madness. It's partly because there are a tremendous amount of trucks that have been introduced to the copper belt running to the various ports for export and that's the challenge that we have is to be mm. able to compete with them right and do you think the african continental free trade agreement will will assist in this what are your thoughts on that it should Philippa. that's the intentions right remember that that's partly to do with trading but just between countries as opposed to us all getting our act together to ensure that we compete against brazil and australia for china's business which is what we should be doing. You know, mm. We should be getting ourselves into one collective and make sure we're getting the export right. Trade in amongst each other is, is helpful. So if we drop restrictions between countries, that's hugely helpful because mm. we do need to put agricultural products certain times of the year into Zimbabwe and Zambia. And at the moment, Zimbabwe are having a good time with uh, agriculture. Maybe there's some that must come all the way out for export. So those will all help. So yes, in favor. And is, uh, is there anything else you want to share?
Yeah, I think from a Grimrod perspective, we're very excited about what we can do to help Southern Africa. It's not just South Africa, it's Southern Africa to ensure that we can compete in the world with what we've got available to us. And our game is largely minerals and agriculture. Uh, we do a lot of container work, specifically for the likes of Maersk, where we are doing the reefers on the citrus. It's, that's our game. We're not really a, a small product type business, mm -hmm. uh, but we're hugely excited about what we in Africa have to offer the world. And we just want to make sure that we all work together to mm -hmm. gain that opportunity and to harness it, because we certainly need that investment to uplift all of us. That's how we're going to create the unemployment and poverty uh, alleviation that we definitely need in the southern, southern uh, African continent.